What's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Man, I have an amazing episode for you today. I'm so fired up to share this with you. Um, this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jombo Superfoods. You can go over to jombocbd.com and check out their full line of products. They have geese, they have bombs, they have sprays, they have drops. I absolutely love the Muscle Bomb. I use the CBD Muscle Bomb really on a daily basis. Uh, every night before I go to bed, I usually rub it on all my joints, my ankles in particular. I have terribly stiff ankles, and um, a lot of us do really just from walking in shoes with elevated heels, um, those narrow toe boxes. It just it puts the foot in a compromising position, so I'm just constantly always stretching out my ankles now. And, uh, man, it's just really tight. And I've noticed that whenever I use the CBD bomb, it helps, you know, just kind of ease that pressure in there and just helps uh, any of that stiffness kind of go away as I'm stretching. But, man, I think you guys will have a huge benefit by implementing the CBD also into your protocol. Go to jombocbd.com. You can save 20% off of your entire order just by using the code outside at checkout. Guys, this is helping people sleep better. It's helping with mood. It's helping with pain relief. Go check them out again one more time. That's jombocbd.com. Use the code outside at checkout and you will save 20% off of your entire order. This episode is also brought to you by Imposed Will, which is my company. Go over to imposedwill.com. We just dropped our full line of apparel also, while you're there, uh, please sign up for the mailing list. That way you can stay up to date and you'll be in the know on everything that is happening at Imposed Will. Thank you guys so, so much. All right, guys. My guest today is Ben Newman. Ben is a world-class performance coach. He is an author. He is a speaker. He is a guy that I have been following for a little bit now, and um, I, you know, I turn to on a regular basis just to uh, help keep me on track. You know, not all mentors have to be somebody that you you know you talk to on a regular basis or somebody that you work with personally. A mentor, you know, you can have them through podcasts, through books, through following them on social, and just you know seek you know seeping in their message. And Ben is a mentor to you know. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people. Um, he, he probably millions. He has such a huge reach. He's he's a writer for Forbes. He's um, he's speaking all over the world. So I just really enjoyed sitting down and talking to Ben. And um, I think you guys are going to get a lot of good information out of this one. So without any further ado, Ben Newman, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here we go. Ben Newman. How are you doing today, brother? Doing good. I mean, I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with me. It's so great to uh, sit here with it's you. It's good to finally be here. So after uh, connecting right down the street from where we sit right now, it's great and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners, I'll tell that story real quick uh, because it's actually, I'm a big believer in like uh, this, the law of attraction and like the energy that you put out is the energy that you receive. And uh, two years ago was a pretty big transition in my life. I went from working at Express Scripts, you know, pretty big Fortune Huge 500 company. company. Yeah, was there for five and a half years. Um, that abruptly ended, and it just kind of just redirected my path. And I went deeper into just uh, creating the, the life that I want to live. I realized that we're often told that uh, – in the Midwest, you're often told, like, there's this particular path to success. But then I realized that, you know, they're going the route of, like, the corporate world, working the 9 to 5 all the time. Like, that's a way to do it, but there's so many ways to make it in the world. And uh, that was a big transitioning point in my life, right? So I decided that I'm going to go full, hot, and heavy with imposed will. I'm going to start, like, speaking and helping and doing health coaching and different things. So that day, I just went and spoke at um, a school to uh, some kids at a basketball camp. And then I went to a, a, um, an event. It was a, uh, a networking event 
out in uh, the Creep Core area where Sean sure. Stevenson spoke at. And I was like, I've been wanting to hear him speak. I listened to his podcast. I was like, cool, that's cool. And then our car, we have you know, a mutual friend, a chiropractor who. We're know, both getting cryo. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> called me. He's like, hey, man, come in. I wasn't going to come. And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, I'm going to give you a free cryo session. I had my kids that day. I, was, I had no reason not to go, but I just wasn't going to go. And uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just go anyway. And then here you are, like, you walk through the door. I'm just like, if that's not, like, the law of, of like, the universe, because I had heard you on the MFCEO project. I've been following your career. And I'm um, just like, you're killing it in your space, and, like, you're doing what I want to be doing as far as just, just crushing it and whatever it is that you're attacking. Well, I pre- appreciate you saying that, but, uh, you know, your story, see, that's what I love. I, I love people who decide that they want change, but then they go make change, but then they attack that change. You know, far too often people stay, it's almost like they're stuck, right? And, yeah. and they they say they don't like where they are, but then they stay where they are. Yeah. And when they don't like where they are, not only do they stay where they are, but they actually choose to not give their all where they are. Yes. And I always encourage people, you know, I was a paper broker when I came out of college. I mean, I, I date, uh, dated my college sweetheart, got engaged. I was engaged to her for 13 hours while I was a paper broker in Chicago. <laughs> you don't meet many dudes that were engaged for 13 hours. Yeah. But when I look back on my life, that was part of my story. Yeah. But you know what? I gave my all to that relationship. It didn't work out. I gave my all to my career as a paper broker. It's helped me build strength in sales and things of that nature today. But that was just part of my story. Yeah. So I would encourage everybody, you got to give you're all where you are. And I know you from <clears throat> your fight path and from express all these things you say. And now you're giving your all where you are. Yes. And so every day I just want to show up and be the best that I can be. And so I admire that about you. I didn't know that part of your story. I mean, that's pretty significant, right? Because so many people, they're unhappy. And if you're unhappy, make change. Give your all where you are. But make change, but then go attack that change, and you've done that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you're not happy where you are, and um, I think that's one of the biggest things that resonates with me, and that's the message that I try to, like, give to people, that it's only, like, if, if you're happy where you are, like, that's not, like, I'm not talking to you, but, like, if you're not happy, because I know so many people who, you know, they, they go to work and they dread it, and there's, like, this heaviness that comes over them, and, like, they're just so unhappy, and then they complain, but they don't do anything, and um, like that's just you can't get anywhere in life if you do that. So I mean, I think the message that you're giving is just so powerful because I mean, you're 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 pushing for change and you're pushing for people to be better. So and you're gonna you're gonna learn something no matter where you are. Right. And things are never gonna be perfect. You know, I think sometimes people think, oh, because I'm a performance coach or because I work with this athletic team or this athlete that you cheer for. Or maybe I do business with this company. Like that, I have these perfect days. My my life is far from perfect. I yeah. still got a coach. I get knocked down all the time and I'm doing my best to make sure I've got mentors and coaches who are there to pick me up on the days I don't want to do it. Because just because I'm in this line of work doesn't mean that every single day is perfect and everything is fantastic and unicorns and sweet candy in my life. I mean, i got challenges. Yeah, and and I'm sure a lot of people kind of feel otherwise, right? Whenever you're always looking from the outside in, you always feel like somebody else's life is always better. The grass is always greener. Um, So I want to take a second to maybe give us, uh, I guess, some parameters for the folks listening, right? Because I have this tendency to, uh, I feel like everybody knows what I know or like they know who I know. And um, so just, just for the listeners, just a little bit of background just like where we are right now why don't you just tell the folks like who you are and what you do yeah so I you know Ben Newman uh, performance coach you know that's that's the title that I like a lot of people throw me into that oh he's a motivational inspirational speaker I I really don't consider myself to be that yes I'm hired to do keynotes every now and again but you know I do work from the Alabama Crimson Tide football team all the way to the Microsoft's of the world where I have ongoing consulting agreements and you know I'm typically brought in to drive long-term growth and sustainability and it's working with each individual to determine what is your purpose what's the process that's going to drive you to be your best and making sure that leaders and for ourselves that we're reframing the way that we respond to challenge and adversity to reconnect to that purpose, to reconnect back to that process. Because for all of us, success is just the repetition of doing these things over and over and over again. And yeah. so for me, I'm a St. Louis born kid. That's where we're sitting right now. So this is my office in, in downtown Clayton, suburb of St. Louis, the city we grew up in. And and so for me, I, I love St. Louis and I'll always be a, a St. Louis in and you know, went to Chicago, as I mentioned, with that college sweetheart chasing her and yeah. moved back to St. Louis in 2003. I was financial advisor for over 10 years. And a couple years after becoming a financial advisor, uh, and I don't say this to impress anybody, it's to impress upon the point, because of my life story and my passion, I got off to a fast start. Somebody invited me to speak. 
I love speaking, started speaking more. You're growing these two companies, and the next thing you know, God has a plan. I typically like to go through the doors that he opens, yeah. <clears throat> not the ones that I'm trying to build myself. And you know, I went through that door, and you know, here I am today. It's, I was able to sell that financial services practice and now speak, write, coach, and travel the world and try to, to give my best every day. Okay. Okay. It's just so I want to wrap my mind around that just a little bit and unpack it some. So you you started a financial advising company, right? No. So I, I actually worked for a Fortune you worked 100 for financial firm for Northwestern Mutual. Okay. Yep. So you're working. You're in the financial advisor industry. Yep. And then you had the opportunity to start speaking. Yep. And you said yes. Yep. And then the rest is kind of history from there, right? So I mean, I'll give you a little more because sometimes <laughs> I have a tendency. I don't want to talk too much, but you came to interview me, not me. I like to always put it back to you. I want to connect to your listeners and. So so the real story, yeah. um, I set some records for selling life insurance. Okay. And a lot of the reason why that was, was because of my mom. And my life is dedicated towards connecting people to their legacies and their stories and giving their best because we're all writing a story. And part of my story was that my parents were divorced when I was six months old, never knew them together. And by five years old, my mother's diagnosed with a rare muscle disease called amyloidosis and literally watched my mother's muscles eat themselves. That's so what amyloidosis does. They just atrophy. And they, just they, just, they just atrophy and there's no cure for the disease. My mom's last year living, we had 24-hour nursing care in the house. Whoa. She would come to the dinner table with an IV stand, sometimes with one or two nurses, just to be able to make it to the table to ask me how my day was at school. And how old my, were you at this time? I was, so it started at five and then at seven was when we had the 24-hour nursing care in the house. So as a seven-year-old boy, my mom would come to the dinner table to ask me how my day was at school. Yeah, like how do you even make sense of that situation at well, seven? Well, now now when you look back on it, you don't understand life yeah, at that point, at that right? Point. You're questioning. But what you are doing is you're paying attention to what you're learning. I now see it now. Yeah. Right? So the, the lessons, and I did, you don't comprehend them this way then, was how in the hell is anything going to bother me in my life mm -hmm. when my perspective is that my mom came to the dinner table with an IV stand with 24-hour nursing care, and I used to tuck her in at night on nights when she couldn't tuck me in by climbing under her IV wires to kiss her goodnight. Yeah. So what are you going to tell me in the world of right. business? You telling me no. So you want to hire me to speak, and we engage, or or when I was selling you know, life insurance, you don't want to work with me as a financial – okay, I'll, I'll go call somebody else. Like, yeah, no problem. That no isn't going to break me. Like you better come with some serious heat if yeah. you think you're going to break me and shake me. Now that's my story. What I always encourage people to do is my story may inspire you a little bit, but it's not going to move you. Each and every single one of you have a story. See, you have a story of something you've been through that's tough that's going to provide you the same perspective that I have. We've all been through challenge. We've all been through pain. And my mom taught me that your purpose, if it's strong enough, it overtakes your pain. That's how she made it to that table. She had a journal where she wrote, beat the statistics, beat the odds, live with the disease that is chronic and fatal, believe in yourself, combat anything, purpose in life. So if that was my perspective, yeah. man, when I came into the insurance world, when $100,000 from her term life insurance policy sent me to Michigan State University, I got to mention Michigan State because we're about to head into the final four. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you got to think about that. Yeah. Like, how, how easy is it for me to show up and try to impact somebody's life with the same thing that impacted mine and gave me the ability to go to college? Yeah. So I got off to a fast start, set some records in an office in Chicago, said, hey, man, we'll pay you $500 to come and speak and tell us what you're doing. And I'm a 26-year-old kid. I'm like, that's a thing? Like, you, you can yeah. get paid to go and speak? Just to speak. And I went and did it and fell in love with it, and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever like, sit back and just, and just think, like, whoa, like, this is my life now? As far as um, I'm sure you, you visualized – um, I can only imagine like when you started speaking, you had to visualize like where you wanted it to go. Right. And then like, as you're, you know, you have this, this, uh, this goal, you check that off the list. You check that off the list, checked off the list. It's like, is there ever a moment where you're just like sitting there? It's like, Whoa, it's like, I've, uh, I've, I've really like impacted this many people or like, I've really spoke to that many people or just, you know, you, you ever take that moment to like, let it all sink in. So I, I do the very best I can to keep things in perspective and to not be seduced by success. Yeah. So, look, I mean, I, I can't I can't not give you the real answer. Yes, I mean, when I, you know, when Nick Saban hires you as a mental conditioning coach for the Alabama football program yeah. and you're there every single month and you do team talks and Nick Saban is taking notes in the front row, yeah. it's a little surreal, right? You're right. just like, that's Nick Saban, the greatest coach to ever coach anything, sitting there taking notes, right? Yeah. Or you travel to Microsoft to work with a $7 billion solutions team. Yes, those things 
did I envision speaking to the Alabamas of the world? I did. Did I think it would happen this fast? No, I didn't. But the reason why I think it's happened, but I also only think I'm scratching the surface, is because I've had great mentors and great coaches to keep me hum- humble, hungry, just wanting to eat crumbs and work hard every single day. Yeah. And so I try my very best to share with audiences, whether it's sales or sports, don't be seduced by success. Mm-hmm. Right? If I based my success on, well, I work with Alabama. Oh, and they signed me to a second-year contract. I don't have to do anything anymore. I work with Alabama. Well, then how successful would I be motivating people? Right. Ever since that happened, I'm reading more. I'm showing up. Like, my fight's even intensified. Yeah. It's like, man, I got to bring even more now. Yeah. Right? Because the challenge is that much more. And I've got to ask my coach to challenge me more and my mentors to challenge me more. So if anything, we can't be seduced by success no matter what you experience. You got to keep figuring out, man, how can I get better today? Yeah. And that's really what I've become passionate about. It's almost like an obsession. Like, how can I be the best I can do today? How can I eat right? How can I get my lift in? How can I read my Bible verse? Like, do all these things so that I know, like, man, I gave my best. Yeah. Because just like I was watching my mom, my kids are now watching me. Right. And that that's what, what drives me and, and motivates me. That's your driver today. Yeah, well, I mean, it's helping you connect to your legacy. It's helping all your listeners that I'm grateful for, right? I mean, what a special thing that you and I can have this conversation and that there's people listening that you and I, we hope we can make a difference in their lives. We hope that there's something that we say that impacts them to maybe think just a little bit different. Yeah. And that's a blessing. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and that's really my entire goal with the podcast. So I usually tell us people like whenever like I'm telling them about the podcast, but I chose the name Outside Perspective because I just want to help you know present people with another perspective, like to look at the world, you know what I mean? Because I think through these conversations and hearing other people's stories and drivers and successes and failures and, and from their point of view, um, I, I think we can change some lives. So that's really my goal with this. That's, um, all, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So um, you're... Your your mom was was the start. Your kids are what's what's keeping you going. Um, you mentioned you mentioned your your mentors. Um, you know I follow you online, so I've I have a few different questions like yeah. kind of scrolling through my head here. I'm trying to figure out how to like organize these. Um, who are your mentors, and and what do you like to turn to for for motivation? Yeah. So my as far as like being a, a speaker, writer, as a coach, it's John Gordon. So John Gordon wrote a book called The Energy Bus. My favorite book that he wrote is called Training Camp. And, you know, John works with some of the top sports organizations in the world today. And, you know, he's just a great sounding board. One of the things I love about John is that he keeps it real. And I'll I'll share a a perfect story with you, which will tie back to all the listeners. Yeah. So John started mentoring me in February of 2008. So I I hope people, before I share this story, I hope you capture something. February of 2008. It's 2019. First time I was hired to speak was 2006. I think people think this just happens overnight. Everybody wants to be a speaker. Everybody wants to take your time. Like, it's going to take time. you got to put in the work. I've been doing this 13 years. Right. So John started mentoring me in February of 08. February of 09. Or February, February, March of 09. We did an event here in St. Louis. John had never heard me speak live. Ever. Okay. Right. So picture this where it's at the Chase Park Plaza Hotel. We get 350, 400 people. There were other speakers. There's us. First time your mentor is ever going to hear you speak live. Right. So I get done. Like, you've got this. Like, man, I brought it. Like, that was. So I run up to John. I'm like, what did you think, John? What did you think? And he's like, um, Ben, uh, I got to give you real feedback. I always give you real feedback. He goes, your message was great. I loved it. But he's like, brother, you are serious as a heart attack. He's like, you're allowed to tell jokes. Yeah. You're allowed to smile. Like, you're allowed to, like, have fun. Be a human. Be a human. And it was, like, the most incredible thing I'd ever heard. It was like he gave me permission, like, don't try to be this person that you saw on YouTube. Don't try to just go be you. Yeah. And now, man, I'm I'm goofy. I tell jokes. Like, I cut up. Like, I just want to have a good time because that's me. Yeah. And that's how I connect to people is just being me. Yeah. And so I think for all of us. You know, I love to share things so that people don't make the mistakes that I made. Like, don't be so buttoned up. Like, if you see somebody in a podcast interview sitting like this, like, yeah. if, if you're uncomfortable sitting like this in a podcast, man, then just cross your leg. Like, just be relax you, be relaxed. Bit. Like, because yeah. if I'm not relaxed, then I'm not being genuine. It's not me. 
And so it was just awesome. And I hope everybody, if you're looking to be a speaker, or even if you're in sales, like no matter what door you walk through, just be you. Yeah. You don't have to be somebody else. Just be the best you. Yeah, I think that I think that's such an important message for people to get across. And even if that means um, making a change, like a big change, because the the environment that you're in doesn't really cultivate you being your authentic self. Because authentic, like being your authentic self, is just so powerful and it's just so key, especially in today's climate. I feel um, if you really want to make a true connection with somebody you have to be your authentic self yeah 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 so um and, and, and let me mention one thing I, when i work with leaders we always authentic self i always talk about being vulnerable right <clears throat> i learned from pain that i'd gone through in business that that was my greatest opportunity to connect to people right i could tell you i set records i did all this but at the end of the day like that's what you would expect i mean if i'm speaking like that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear, what was the pain? How did you fight through it? Yeah. Like, what was the period of time where you were broken and you feel like, man, I cannot go any further? Like, that's when I've needed those mentors, those coaches to pick me up off that mat of life because, man, I didn't know how I was going to go another step. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the importance of a mentor. Or Actually, I'm going to let you talk. Why don't you talk about why mentors are so important for the listeners? Well, I think a, a mentor, just like I try to be as a, as a mentor or a coach to others, is they help you see things from a real perspective. And, and the real mentors are the ones who are going to help you grow. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, John gave me real feedback. <clears throat> what would have been the easy road, right? Like, we booked this event. He got paid to be there. He was part of the event. He could be like, I don't want to rock the boat. Like, I'm getting ready to speak later. I just, Ben, man, you were great, man. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yeah. That's not a mentor. No. Like, they're going to give it to you real. Yeah. And yeah. I think you have to surround yourself by the people who do that, not the people who tell you what you want to hear. And th those, the best mentors and coaches I've had are the ones who they want to help me grow. Right. And that's what I want to do in a relationship is to be real. I want to understand your heart. I want to understand your pain. I want you to understand my heart. I want you to understand my pain so we can connect and truly help each other. Right, right, yeah. And, and in my mind, a mentor, you know, they hold you accountable and they hold you to a standard, right? I mean, they're not going to let you, like, off or let you perform subpar. If, if you're capable of more, then they'll push you to be capable more. And um, that's something I know is, is really big in your mace. In, in, I feel like um, I've, I've been, I started listening to you when you're on the MF CEO projects, yep. and I've kind of, I've, I've heard your message just really evolve over the years. But I know it's, you know, one of the I'm things. I'm glad you think it's evolving, and I'm not telling. <laughs> that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, no, progress is, is fuck, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're always talking about, you know, keeping a standard um, and how important that is. Well, I think so. I like to talk about standard over feelings. Right. And standard over feelings, I mean, you talk about an iron sharpens iron relationship. So mentors and mentees, I learned that from Will Compton, right? So there's the first <clears throat> over your shoulder. That's the first ESPN article from when Will was activated in his rookie year. Uh, actually, actually, that was his second year, um, that picture. But, you know, Will was the first professional athlete I ever worked with in 2013. He taught me that concept standard over feelings, right? So yeah. there you go, Will. There's your shout out. He's always <laughs> one of them, man, you need to give me that credit. So there you get your credit. But... When he shared that with me, it resonated because it's like what I believed. Yeah. Right? You know, so often we allow our feelings to dictate how we show up. Right? Yeah. Let's take somebody who's listening who's in sales. Right? And we can't see you. So, yeah, I'm going to politely hit you square across the nose. But nobody knows that you're nodding your head that maybe you've done this. Right. But how many times do you make a really good sale and you walk in the next day, pop that chest a little bit. You're like, don't you see what I did yesterday? I don't have to phone today. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to work this week. Right. Shoot, that sale was so big, I'm not working for a month. We allow our feelings to dictate how we show up. Or we think, man, I made these great phone calls, scheduled these big meetings. I'm going to have a huge week. So we don't show up today because of what we think is going to happen. Yeah. That's allowing your feelings to dictate how you show up. And how he's helped me articulate it is you got to live to the standard every day. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a choice. Like, you know what caused you to have a great day on Friday for sales or we know what caused you to sell that big opportunity but what happens if you just show up one day at a time forget about yesterday forget about what you think is going to happen tomorrow good or bad yeah and you say man i'm just going to kill it today yeah and the most successful people they've just got this tenacity this relentlessness they're just man i want to kill it every single day because that's what makes everything happen yeah just one day at a time just focus on the day correct um i really like just saying you know just like win the day let's just win today and then everything else takes care of itself um it really is just a process right i mean it's all about the process um and that's also something that you talk a lot about i'd say attack the process yeah man yeah you know, so it's 
I find it interesting, and I, I shared this with Alabama when I was first there, yeah. right? I mean, so many programs, they say, you know, we're going to trust the process, embrace the process. I'm like, man, that's not enough. Yeah. And, and that's where I like to say attack the process because trusting the process is not enough. Embracing the process is not enough. If you don't attack that process every single day, how are you going to get the results that you want to get? Yeah. So everybody wants the result. Oh, I trust the process, so that's just magically going to happen. There is no magic in success. Nope. And, and people want this magic bullet, and it's like, no, we need to identify what's going to make – no matter what you do, yeah. let's identify what is going to make you great today, win the day today, and we are going to attack that process today so that you can achieve those results. And most people don't want to know that it's this monotonous behavior with grit and perseverance and conviction over and over and over and over and over again. They're yeah. like, where's the easy way, man? And there's nothing sexy about it. Like, that's what people don't realize. I think about that all the time. I, I try to remind myself because, like, right now I feel like I'm in the beginning stage is like the building of it all and then i like i'll look at my car or like i just i'll look at like the boxes of inventory and i'm just like i can imagine like what that's going to be but then i just think about um like this is it like this is this is the process this is what nobody sees this is like this is what it takes and 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 it's that everyday mentality and knowing that the work i'm putting in today will generate the result so one of the things i've never mentioned this in an interview but what you're saying it, it relates so you'll, you'll get a golden nugget that, all right so like when I'm with Alabama's football team, right? So I keep in shape because these guys aren't going to listen if I walk in 40 pounds overweight, right? right. And I'll, I'll lift with some of the guys every now and again, but I am not a strength coach. I don't know the science behind it. If they tell me to lift with them, I'll do it, right? But I'll go up to, let's say, a defensive back, and I'll just look at them because I want to shift their thinking to connect them to working deeper. And I'll say, baby, do you know we're about to manufacture an interception today? <laughs> and they'll look at me like, yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah. You know, and so it's a different kind of thinking. And it's getting them to realize, because how easy is it to get caught up in that monotonous behavior? But I want them to realize, like the reps, the squats you're putting in right now, it's going to create the strength for the explosiveness for you to cut a guy off on his route and make that interception. Right. And I want them to feel and touch and believe, yes, I'm about to manufacture an interception. Man, it might be we're working out in March, but I'm uh, uh, interception I'm having in October, I'm going to build it right now. Right. And it's that type of connection to the process that people fall short of. Yeah. And they don't realize, like, if you don't put in the work today, those results are not coming. Yeah. You think that's just a lack of uh, just like a long-term way of thinking, like long-term, like I, long-term mentality? It, well, first off, I'll, I'll tell you at Alabama, that's a blessing of a program because they don't really need me. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, this stuff has been ingrained there. Yeah. But one of the amazing things about Saban is because he's built that mentality, he brings in guys like me to keep hammering it. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's yes, they know it. But it, it's hearing that message in different ways, so they keep getting it over and over because everybody's going to connect differently. Right, right. And and I mean less less of those guys, but just just your, just people. Oh, people, just, in, people absolutely. in general. You know what I mean, they just have that tendency to, like to lose the long term picture. I love so. Here's a whenever a, a young coach. So if if you're a young coach, right? If you're coaching sports or you want to get into business coaching, right? People always say, "Man, I just I'm giving people golden bullets here." Like, man, I just like young people. They have no purpose and like. What do you say to somebody who's young that, like, has, grab your future and bring it to today? Yeah. You know, like, because that's the easy answer, right? So if I'm a 24, 25-year-old young lady, young guy, and you ask me what my purpose is, and you're coaching me like, man, that's the easy answer, right? I don't know what my purpose is, but I'm going to go work hard today. Well, good luck with that, right? Because if you don't know your driver, your why, but that's the easy answer for them to protect themselves. I don't want you to go deep with me. Yeah. But if I say grab your future and bring it to today, what do they start to do? They say, oh, man, I, like when I'm 30, I want to do this. When I'm 35, I want to do this. So what do they start uncovering? Their belief system. Right. And then I can pull it back and say, okay, what do you need to do today? Now that we know, you told me you don't know your purpose, but your purpose is you want a family. You want kids. You want to be an example for them. Yeah. So does it make sense for you to be the best you can be today? Yeah, I think it does. Right. Well, maybe your purpose is to just show up and do work every day. Yeah connected to this big vision that you want so now you take somebody who says i have no clarity and in a series of questions we can establish clarity and we can pull it down and say okay what are you going to do about it today now that we actually know what you're fighting for yeah don't let people off the easy way right because yeah. that's the way my mentors challenge me don't give me the easy answers don't give me the easy route don't i'm not going to let you protect yourself we're going to go all in yeah yeah i can think of um kind of like the long-term thinking whenever i would be like cutting weight 
or like I'd be in a really tough moment um, with, with like in a fight or something like that, especially well, mainly cutting weight. I'll stick with the cutting weight because at that point, whenever I'm cutting weight, it's the night before a fight. I, I fought at 170, just as tired. Oh, yeah. But I, I walked around probably 190, 195. So, I mean, there's a significant amount of weight you have to lose. And like the night before the fight, I mean, I probably haven't eaten solid foods in probably like a day or two. I, I have my plastics on and my sweats on and I'm in the gym. It's probably 1030 at night. Like I haven't eaten. I haven't drank water. At this point, I stopped my water consumption and I'm just sitting there like running on the treadmill or I'm sitting in the sauna or I'm rowing on the bike. And I just think about like, man, this sucks so bad. But just think about how happy you're going to be tomorrow. Just like just think about whenever they raise your hand tomorrow or just like just just I, just, I would just envision how happy I would be by suffering now. See, so whether that was coaching or you naturally doing it, you did exactly what I'm encouraging a young man to do when I'm saying you're manufacturing an interception. Right. Right? So I want you to feel, touch, taste. Like if I say man, we're manufacturing an interception, he isn't like, all right, cool. Like he's going to see himself in the game, in that moment, with an interception. He knows what it tastes like, what it feels like. He can hear the fans going crazy. Yeah. Just like for you, you connected yourself to, if I want that moment of my hand being raised, i got to fight through this pain right now. Yeah. And most people aren't willing to emotionally connect to the pain they have to experience to get what they want out there. Right. Yeah, and you, and you have to really visualize it. Like you would see it. It's just knowing that uh, the work you're doing today will pay off tomorrow. Um, do you practice visualization? I do. Yep. Um, I, and I, I did it when in the business world. I still do it today. I do it all the time. And, uh, oh, I had a thought. It's kind of maybe half backtracking. Have you ever thought about, like, asking people, like, what, like if barring, you know, you had all the money and all the time, like, what would your perfect day look like as far as, like, to reach that same point of, like, what your purpose is? Because if you I, – I was asked that, like, if you can, like, lay out what your perfect day is to the T – then, um, I mean, that's usually like thinking long, like what are you, that, that would tell you what your long-term goals are, right? Because it's not what you are today. It's like where you want to be, like living your perfect day. So the, the perfect days for me would be my ability to, no matter where I speak or who I coach, to have my kids with me. You know, there's just, there's a, a deep satisfaction that I have when my kids are with me, right? And my wife too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it's getting that family time and whether they're on the road with me, but like to be able to do what I do, but to always have my kids with me like that, that to me is the perfect day because I'm able to satisfy that purpose of being with somebody to fight, to make a difference in their life, but then also being there with my kids. Cause that's one of the toughest things is the amount of time I spend on the road. I mean, I've spoken in, I think nine countries now I speak 70, 80 times a year I got to be yeah. on the sidelines for games, yeah. right? So it, it's it's demanding, but I love it. So I'm I I love every day. I haven't worked in years, right? But if I could always have my kids with me at the end of the day, man, that'd be perfect. Yeah, no, I can dig that. Yeah, I didn't know if I, that was a question that was posed to me. I didn't know if maybe you had like asked other people that question before to kind of like get them to dial in on their purpose. Um, I haven't used that for purpose. I could see where that. Well, interesting. You, you, I screwed up the question. You were actually giving me that as an example. I answered your question, and what did I give you? Something that was connected to my purpose. So yeah, no. that's probably something I need to steal. And <laughs> <laughs> like stealing standard over feelings, I'm stealing that question. <laughs> it, it, it works out either way. Um, now, I've noticed a lot just kind of following you and whatnot that, dude, you wake up super early. I mean, we talked about all the things that you're doing, and we talked about you staying fit. Most people would use everything that they got during the day as an excuse to, to not take care of themselves. So why don't you talk a little bit about, like, you know, what a typical you know morning looks like for Ben Newman. Oh man, this is when people know that I got some screws loose. <laughs> so let me, let me first let me first say what I'm about to share. I do not recommend to anybody. Okay. Okay. I wake up and I now I've changed it. So once again, this is going to be the first interview where this has ever been told. But I woke up at three fourteen, and and forty four is my favorite number. There's no <clears throat> special story behind it. So there was always a four in the number. I can people always want to know like why three fourteen. I'm like I just I love forty four. So 314 for years, I mean, I'm talking probably five or six years, about six weeks ago, I changed it to 244. Okay. And it was just, I wanted a little extra time. I wanted to be able to incorporate a little more reading, a little bit more relaxation. There were some mornings where, believe it or not, it felt a little bit rushed. But me waking up that early is that so I can read, I can put my head in the Bible, I can message the people I need to message, I can get my social media done, I can prep my day, I can get my workout in, I can have my breakfast done, everything completely done by 6 a.m. 
because 6 a.m. is when you hear the pitter-patter in my house. Yeah. And the pitter-patter is my kids' feet. Right. And as much as I travel and as much as I speak, the last thing I'm going to do is be so selfish with my time that I'm going to go to the gym when my kids are waking up when I'm already on the road as often as I am. Yeah. So for us to achieve the things that we want, you have to make sacrifice somewhere. Now, I've been blessed that, that God gave me the ability to operate on four, five, six hours. And that's just kind of me. I don't require a lot of sleep. Okay. Okay. So I'm not saying everybody else go wake up at two, three o'clock in the morning. I've built getting to that point. It started at 630 is when I used to wake up probably 12 years ago. And then I woke up 30 minutes earlier, then another 30 minutes, then another 30. If you want more out of your life, you got to adjust something somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not a morning person. Don't go do that to me. That's fine. Let's take a look at the math on the other side, because the three hours of Netflix that you're that you're you know messing with every single night. Oh man! Let's go down to like two and a half. You're still going to get plenty of enjoyment, and with that thirty minutes as a start, what would you do with it? Yeah. Could you prepare your next day today? Could you look ahead? Could you read ten pages? Could you do some sit-ups and push-ups? Like, do something that's productive that moves the needle for you to be the best that you can be, yeah. right? And what people don't understand is that 30 minutes, so I found it from 6.30 to 6 to 5.30, that 30 minutes times five days in a week is two and a half hours a week times four weeks in a month is 10 hours a month times 12 months in a year is 12, so 10 hours in a day, that's like an extra 12 days a year. So think about that. Yeah. So people are like, I have no time. Well, most people for work, they show up an average 15, 16 days. So I'm almost giving you an extra extra day a month i'm almost giving you an extra full month a 13 month year it's like cheating yeah right so now imagine if that 30 minutes goes to an hour goes to an hour and a half people say man like how can you do all the things that you do i just cheat i work like an 18 month year because i'm just stealing time yeah right so people like how do you do that it's like i just steal time well how much netflix are you watching Probably not much, I would imagine. I watch it on the plane. Exactly, right? You know, it's in between. It's my just, dead time is my travel time. That's yeah, what like, I just, I, I got to just be brainless and watch my Netflix. Yeah, man. It's like, what do you, I mean, what do you do with your time? I'm an early riser. Like, I've always been like that. It's one of my favorite things. I always feel like I'm getting a jump start on the day. And it's just. Uh, Our kids are almost the same age. Yeah. Your kids, that's your quiet time. Yeah, I mean, I wake up in the morning, I read, I stretch, I move, I get my water in. Like, I'll, uh, I'll do a little bit of social and then. It's just like one win after the next. So by the time like they're up, I'm so energized. It's like I can be my best self for them. It's just it's Amen. just the perfect way to start my morning. And um, so can I real quick? Go I ahead. So <clears throat> when you hear this from Adam, when you hear this from me, I hope everybody it, what you capture is don't wake up when Adam wakes up. Don't wake up at two forty four like me. If you want more time, start somewhere. Build a realistic habit. Right. Right. Start at fifteen minutes for a month. Then go to thirty. Then go to 45, then go to an hour. If in two or three months from now, we could steal a couple extra months of time, it would be worth it. But you got to start somewhere and build realistic habits. Yeah. And I so think, sorry to interrupt, but I no, wanted to hammer that because everybody's got to, you got, you got to take action from where you are. 100%. I'm glad you said that because I think even the larger message to that is um, like, don't judge where somebody else is today. Like, you know, your today is not the same as somebody else's right now. You know what I mean? Like, they're judging. So where you are right now, you can't compare it to Ben Newman's, you know, year 13 in speaking if you're at day one of speaking. You know what I mean? So it's like take the lessons for what they are, but don't judge where you are right now. Just start, get to work and just make, you know, just improve from there. And I also, <clears throat> I would share with you back to, to John Gordon and mentors and, and not, comp so I love to say stay in your lane, right? Just be the best you that you can be. So like for me, I believe in having a mentor that you'll never catch. Now, it's kind of interesting. People hear me say that, and they're like, well, that's not motivational. That's not inspirational. You want a mentor you'll never catch? And I'm like, darn right. right? My mentor, John Gordon, is 10 years in front of me. Okay. And he yeah. is working just as hard as I am. He's got belief. He's got purpose. So if 10 years from now he's still working, then the performance horizon he set for me, it's still more significant. I won't stop fighting. Right. Who wants to be content? He pushes me to keep growing. Right. I remember it was funny. My, my first year with the North Dakota State Bison was actually, there's Carson Wentz right there. And there's a picture actually of uh, the two of us. So that was actually, so the story is, is relevant. There it is right here. So I win a national championship. My first year ever working with the North Dakota State Bison. All right. Mm -hmm. And that was Carson's senior year. That was on Saturday. On Monday, okay, Clemson was playing in the national championship, and my coach, 
does what I did for North Dakota State, what I do for Alabama, for Clemson. Oh, wow. So here are your mentor, right? You, I, I could pop my chest and go, one double A, Carson Wentz, he's going to the pros, we're getting a ring, we just won a national championship. But instead, I'm humbled come Monday going, well, my mentor is at the Division One national right. championship <laughs> on Monday night. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, I got the right mentor. Right, as I hear, hold my beer, Ben. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Now, now here's what's funny. Let me tie this together. You come four years later. Right? So, mental conditioning coach for Alabama. What did I say? I said Clemson. John works for Clemson. So, this year we went head-to-head. Okay. Clemson beats Alabama, right? So, it's like mm. he's keeping me fighting. Now, yeah. it's like we want him again. Yeah. We want that fifth time. Yeah. And, and, and we'll get him this time. I mean, you tasted it. So, it's just like, man, you guys are right there at the cusp, man. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I like that. So, um, when when you're working with these uh, with these athletes in these teams, so when you're you're coming in like you're assessing their program, is it? I guess I'm just trying to think like, is it? Do you do you do you take an assessment as far as like where they are and then craft your message or like what's your process like when you're working with these these teams and these these organizations? Like you know how do you how do you decide what message they need? So what's interesting is is I always start from the heart, right? So I'm a big believer that if I don't connect to your heart, we're not going anywhere. So within minutes of a first speech with a team or with an organization, they're going to hear my mother's story. Yeah. And they're going to hear my pain. They're going to hear my perspective. They're going to hear what I've had to go through so that they realize that no matter what stage I've stood on, no matter what country I've spoken in, no matter what company I've worked with, I am a real dude who's been through challenge, adversity. I get knocked down, and I've been blessed to have mentors and coaches. And then I always say to audiences, I say, now that's my story. And just as I shared earlier, I know each and every single one of you, you have a story, right? And the moment you do that, it's like, okay, he shared his heart. Now he's jumping into my heart and now we can go to work. Yeah. And so it's really, I'm not necessarily assessing anything. I'm not, I'm never going somewhere saying you're doing anything wrong. It's just an opportunity of what can I do to help each individual connect on a deeper level to what's important to them so their fight becomes more significant and their willingness to get back up is more significant when they get knocked down. So that way they just kind of look inside themselves and just 100%. find what's, what, what connects with them and their purpose. I mean, uh, imagine if every time one of your listeners listens to the podcast, you could help them just get a little bit better. Yeah. Right? And then they listen again. They get a little bit better and a little bit better. And we keep fighting. Man, that's what it's all about. Yeah. How do you fight complacency? So it, it's that seduction of success you know, mindset, right? No matter who I speak to, no matter who's in the audience, if my goal is to win the day today and I can outline, this is what it looks like for me to win the day today, then I'm just fighting me. So how can I be complacent if I know what I got to do to fight? And I know if I continue to stack these days on top of each other, I'm going to improve. Now, do I have those conversations with myself? I don't want to do this. My workout today, I wanted no part of the workout. Yeah. Zero. I, want, I probably had 90 conversations with myself why it's a really good reason to, or a really good idea to not work out today. Guess what? I worked out. Right. That workout was actually more gratifying today. I could have been complacent. I could have been like, man, I've been hitting my workouts. I've been hitting this. But I don't want to be complacent. Like, to me, it, it, it's – I'm a fake to you and your listeners if I become complacent. Right. Right? It's almost like I've created an environment, and this is what I would encourage all your listeners to do, create an environment where you have to do it. Right. If you said to me, hey, Ben, tell me about your morning today. I'm like, oh, man, it was awesome. I skipped my workout. I had the best stack of pancakes you ever saw in your life. Extra maple syrup, extra butter. Yeah. Canceled my first few calls because I felt behind. Yeah. But, man, I'm here with you on your podcast. Let's roll. Yeah. You'd be like, uh, that's not an example. Yeah. Right? So I want to be an example. Right. Absolutely. And I noticed, so you start your day with a workout, which I think that's so, I think it's super important because it's like you start your day with a little bit of struggle and then like you get a win from the, from the very get go of the day. Correct. For a lot of people that made that, that very first win may just be rolling out of bed 30 minutes earlier. Absolutely. And that's where people, that's a great point. You have to define what your win is. Yeah. You, like if I if I told you here the so I call it a prize fighter day and for all your listeners I'll give a free gift so we sell online um, your mental toughness playbook but I'll give it to everybody in, in in just appreciation of being here with you and your listeners it's a, it's, it's a great resource so, so freeplaybook.net is where everybody can get it for free so you can send it send it out to everybody yep, but in there link. you can build the prize fighter day right so what do you do personally professionally and of service to others that allows your day to be a win well if i showed you my day you do in my day what does that get you yeah <laughs> right so it allows you you choose what's going to allow you to know i won the day today based upon where i'm going right 
not where Adam's going, not where Ben's going. It's where are you going? And you go hammer that every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, uh, so I want to I shift gears just a little bit, right? Because we've been talking a lot about speaking, but you do a lot of writing as well. Right, so I mean, we just talked about your mental toughness playbook, which is a fantastic resource. So I'll put that Thank in you. the links. Um, but you also you're a contributing writer to Forbes, and you have two books. So yep. let's talk about those a little bit, right? So when did you, uh, when did you, the books? I know the books came before Forbes, right? So yep. when did you? I want to. When did you decide that you wanted to take that uh, that turn into like being an author, or have you always been a writer? So I used to not even enjoy reading books, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I was never like the best student, yeah, right? I, didn't I, like I was the guy who I would up. work really hard, but yeah, I didn't like books growing up. I didn't want to read. Yeah. And so the fact that I've even written books is kind of like still kind of crazy to me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm probably really good at putting together my thoughts, creating the characters, but I have ghostwriters. And the ghostwriters are the ones who really will take my manuscript. And every time, I mean, I create all the characters. I create the storyline. I do all of that. And I write a book yeah. or what I think is a book. <laughs> and then you give it what's well, really an editor, not a ghostwriter because I write it. Mm-hmm. But the editor then takes it and turns it into a book. Right. And completes it. And so for me, I, I love that process of creating the characters, knowing Adam gets to go on a journey with Pierce Edwards, right? And he gets to learn all these lessons that Pierce has learned. And when you write a fable, one of the cool things is all the characters in my books are based off of people who have impacted my life. My old high school basketball coaches, mentors, John Gordon, they're all in the book, yeah. but just it's a different name, right? Oh, okay. So, so that's, the, that's kind of the fun of the writing. And so did I ever think I'd become a writer? No. Did I think I'd be writing an article for Forbes every month? No, I didn't necessarily think those things would happen. Yeah. But I had this burning desire to impact, and that's just been one of the mechanisms that allows me to impact on this journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just I'm, I'm thinking about just like the time split, right, between traveling and uh, and and speaking, and and you have to do you do you create your speeches beforehand or before like you actually you go to these events or do you kind of have um like a set of messages that just kind of resonate with you and then you so it's just one canned speech i give the exact same one every single time i'm sure it is (laughs) (laughs) no so one of the things that makes our team unique is every opportunity that i'm brought in to speak Mm -hmm. it's actually in our contract that i have to have a planning call with the organization or the team to determine why in the world are you bringing me in okay so i want to understand what's the purpose what's the setting is it training camp is it a big game that you're getting ready to play is it a third quarter where you're trying to hit your sales quota like what is the purpose what's the context yeah and then i build my message from there yeah so as a leader may share oh we're struggling through this then i'll know okay i gotta hit adversity really hard they may say, gosh, our sales were so great in the second quarter, we want to ramp it up. i got to talk about seduction of success, mm-hmm. standard over feelings. right? So you kind of learn like what is the message that's going to make sense for that group because I don't ever want to be the speaker who walks in and they're like, does this dude have any idea where he is? Right. Right. Is this the same speech he gave like on Tuesday of this week? Yeah. Do you like to write out your speeches verbatim and then work out from there? Or do you like to just kind of write some, some keywords to kind of remind you where you want to go with? So I run everything off of bullet points. Okay. So I build speeches in numbers. So it'll be points one through six, and every single one comes with a story, mm-hmm. right? So I always tell a story, share a lesson, make a point, Okay. right? So tell a story, share a lesson, make a point. And, and, and sales, same thing, right? The importance of sharing stories. Yeah. If you share a story, somebody emotionally connects. Yeah. So I know with those six points, I always tell real stories. I don't tell fake story. That drives me crazy when a speaker tells a fake story and you're like, that is fake. Yeah. That is not even real. Yeah. So if you tell a real story, they don't even believe it. I don't need to write it out verbatim. I know what the story is. Right. I mean, the story is a real story. Yeah. So you tell the story and then you kind of teach that lesson, share something, and then you make a point or ask somebody a question to get them to take action off of the story that you told. And so, depending upon the amount of time I have, I might hit three points, it might yeah. be six points, it might be eight points, but as long as I know my numbers, I know my speech. Okay. Do you rehearse it beforehand? I don't. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What, um... I mean, I'll, I'll go through... Yeah. You read your notes. I mean, my phone is everything. I mean, I'll dictate parts of books on my phone. Like, I'm yeah. big on dictation. And so, you, you'll read and you'll prepare, but I never go through a whole speech. Yeah. Because a, a lot of it, my naturalness is I'm a feed off of the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't use slides. I allow my pictures to paint my words. So I don't believe in using slides. I don't use note cards. Yeah. So I want to connect and, and allow them to sometimes guide where we go. Yeah, and I mean, if you're telling stories, you know what I mean? That makes the most sense because you know those. Correct. Right? So, um, uh, what was I? Oh, what uh, – I'm just, I'm just so curious about just – I'm just – 
we only have so much more yeah. time here, so I'm just trying to tease out a couple of things here. What um, what's uh, what's your diet like? Because obviously you work out a lot. Like, do you follow any particular like like keto or? My favorite day is cheat day. Okay, which is Saturday. Yeah, and it's disgusting. And I eat. <laughs> I, t- I take my son for donuts. I'm eating my pancakes. I'm eating my pizza. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty strict when it comes to nutrition. Yeah. So you know, lots of smoothies. I try to uh, eliminate carbs when I can. You know, lunches, a lot of times it's salads or proteins or vegetables. Dinner tends to be, you know, a lot of fish, a lot of green vegetables. I just turned 40 last year, and I got that call from the, the doctor that my cholesterol was high, so now he's taking me down to meat once a week. So, yeah, you know, a lot of times your, dictor, your uh, doctor dictates, uh, you know, what you're going to eat. So, you know, meat once a week is all really he tells me, and it's, yeah. you know, you learn in life, man. If the doc tells you you need to limit this to live longer, I'm going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I pay attention to it. Um, try to limit carbs, but it's nothing. I've you know, I've done keto. I've done all those, but for me, I just like to have good disciplines yeah. in terms of what I eat or what I put in my body. But it's about six meals a day. I try to drink two hundred ounces of water a day. Yeah. Um, so a client of mine from uh, K Bill, Josh Koneman, who's just uh, an incredible thought leader in the space of building homes, been doing it over 20 years. He and his wife, Rochelle, they're incredible. They'd be great for you to to have on to give different perspective from the business. I mean, they're just they're just great perspective in terms of their thinking and how they go about building homes. Right. They're just they're different. And, you know, he encouraged me more water intake. Right. Kind of, you know, he taught me. like I don't know everything. Right. So now heavier on water. So it's all these little things. I'm always trying to improve. Yeah. And that's all you can do is just make small little improvements. So I was just curious. Um, And I do lots of vitamins. Yeah, you, you take you take a multivitamin. Or? I do multivitamins and you know supplements and and things like that. So you know, First Form has incredible products. Amazing products. Take a couple of their products. Clean Victory. Um, really become close with the owners of that company, mm-hmm. and so you know that's my pre workout, my BCAAs, and and Stage One, and they're they're incredible too. So those are both really great companies. Um, and then just I want to be respectful of your yeah. time here, so we'll wrap it up. Um, but. Uh, I want to leave the floor to you. Two things. One, um, if if you could just leave just like a final message for for the listeners, you know what I mean. Um, just just something from Ben Newman, like whatever whatever you feel like you know would be best. I'll, I'll leave it to you. And then yep. um, also, how can folks get a hold of you? You know, just plug your website, social. Just how can they you know reach out to Ben Newman and, and just follow you and 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 uh, just learn more about about what you got going on. Yeah, so I'll I'll start with the first because I want to end with the uh, fair, yeah. <clears throat> with with the life the great life lesson. Yeah. Uh, so at continued fight is the best way to stay connected on social media at continued fight. So you know, living through what I lived through with my mom, you know, life is this continued fight. Uh, and then bennewman.net is our website. And uh, look, hit me up, send me the DMs. I respond to them. It's not somebody running running it for me, so it's actually me. Yeah. And you know, so if there's something that, that we share that makes a difference, you change your morning routine, man, send me a message. You will make my day if you hit me with a DM three months from now that says, man, I changed my morning routine. It's made all the difference in the world. Like that gives me fire and energy to keep fighting. And the last thing I would leave is the greatest life lesson I've ever learned from anybody. And no surprise, it came from my mom. You know, I learned from my mom, it's not how long you live, it's how you choose to live your life. And the little decisions and choices that you make, that's going to make all the difference in the story that you write. So don't ever stop fighting. Keep attacking that process every day. And I just appreciate the opportunity to, to hang with you, spend this time, and to be with your listeners. Yeah, hey, Ben, good. that's a powerful message. So we'll, we'll end it on that. And then, uh, hey, Ben, thanks again, brother. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, until next time. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you are getting value out of the podcast, please leave a rating and review, especially on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review. And then don't forget, go check out my buddy Justin Bricker's podcast, The Why Not Podcast. You can check that out on all platforms as well. Have a great day, everybody.